Hello, this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of June. India recorded 60,471 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking its overall tally to over 2 crores 95 lakhs. This is nearly 10,000 cases less than yesterday, after about 17 lakh samples were tested in the same period. However, over 19 lakh samples had been tested at the same time last week. 2,726 people have lost their lives to the virus since yesterday, which takes the overall death toll in the country to over 3,77,000. The real figures, however, are reported to be much higher. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over 176.2 million people and killed more than 3.80 million. Yesterday, the World Health Organization warned that COVID-19 is moving quicker than vaccines, adding that the G7's promise to share doses with poorer countries is not enough. World Health Organization head Tedros Ghebreyesus said, and I quote, I welcome the announcement that G7 countries will donate 870 million new vaccine doses, primarily through COVAX. This is a big help, but we need more, and we need them faster. Right now, the virus is moving faster than the global distribution of vaccines." Tedros added that the World Health Organization wants at least 70% of the world's population vaccinated by the next G7 meeting in Germany next year. He said, and I quote, To do that, we need 11 billion doses. The G7 and G20 can make this happen. End quote. The Times of India reported today that at least one lakh COVID-19 test reports were forged by a private agency during the Kumbh festival in Haridwar, according to an investigation by government officials. According to the report, a single phone number was used to register 50 people while one antigen test kit was shown to have tested 700 people. The probe was initiated after a Punjab resident received an SMS that his sample had been collected for a COVID-19 test. He had not visited the Kumbh. The resident reportedly flagged the matter to the ICMR through email, alleging that his Aadhaar and mobile number had been misused for a fake test. According to Health Secretary Amit Negi, the investigation report has been sent to the Haridwar DM. He said, and I quote, Several irregularities have been found. We will take action after receiving a detailed report from the DM in 15 days. End quote. The Delhi High Court today granted bail to student activists Devangana Kalita, Natasha Narwal and Asif Iqbal Tana who were arrested in connection with the Northeast Delhi Riot's conspiracy case filed under the provisions of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. All three have been in custody since May 2020. The bench of Justices Siddharth Mridul and A.J. Bhambani said, and I quote, We are constrained to express that it seems that in its anxiety to suppress dissent in the mind of the state, the line between the constitutionally guaranteed right to protest and terrorist activity seems to be getting somewhat blurred. If this mindset gains traction, it would be a sad day for democracy. End quote. Bail was granted subject to furnishing 50,000 rupees each as personal bonds with two local sureties. While Devangana is set to face trial in four cases, Natasha faces three. After today, 
they have been granted bail in all cases. Devangana and Natasha's regular bail was dismissed by a trial court in January. The court had stated that there was reasonable grounds to believe that the accusation against them were prima facie true. In the High Court, the Delhi police had opposed Asif's regular bail, stating that the riots were premeditated and a conspiracy was hatched of which he was a part. The police had contended that the three were part of a larger conspiracy to threaten the unity, integrity and harmony of the country. The Global Investigative Journalism Network today published a report titled Why Journalists in Autocracies Should Report As If They Are In A Democracy. They wrote that investigative reporters in almost all authoritarian countries face a crisis of impact. In addition to enduring all kinds of harassment, they find that governments simply ignore the damning revelations in their stories. In the report, Nick Dawes, former chief content officer of the Hindustan Times said, and I quote, We need to make this great as if. If this was a democracy, we would report this stuff and the minister would get fired someone would be put in jail, or someone's bank accounts would be seized. One of the ways you keep the democratic imagination alive is to act that way as a journalist. It takes tremendous courage, but it's really of underestimated importance. End quote. We at News Laundry take this responsibility seriously. We hold power to account and tell the stories of people despite the hurdles that the current political milieu presents. As you know, we have been covering the COVID crisis across the country. And even though cases seem to be going down, our coverage has not stopped. Our latest report is by Akansha Kumar and Shivangi Saxena from Rajasthan, where they chronicle the devastating economic impact of the pandemic in a village in Dausa. The report is titled, How COVID Lockdown Wrecked a Rajasthan Village's Economy. By subscribing to us, you not only strengthen the movement to keep news free and democracy secure, but you also gain access to some exclusive content. On June 20th, in the next edition of NL Recess, we are hosting actor, producer and writer Kabir Bedi to discuss his book, Stories I Must Tell. If you're a subscriber, you'll have exclusive access to watch the event live and, if you so wish, ask questions. So go ahead and become a proud News Laundry subscriber today. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Please consider this a trigger warning as the following news contains references to sexual violence. Two women from West Bengal have moved the Supreme Court, alleging rape, by supporters of the Trinamool Congress during the post-poll violence in the state in May. The women, aged 60 and 17, have sought a court-monitored probe by a special investigation team or the CBI. In separate pleas, they have also asked to be made parties in a pending petition filed by Biswajit Sarkar, brother of Bengal BJP worker Abhijit Sarkar, who was murdered allegedly by TMC workers during the post-poll violence in May. The Kolkata police said that while one person has been arrested for the rape of the 60-year-old, Three people have been held in the case of the minor's gang rape. In her complaint, the 60-year-old woman said that on the night of May 4th, five TMC men barged into the house when she was with her grandchild. They proceeded to slap, beat, handcuff and tie her to the bed, after which, in her words, the criminals forced themselves on her. The police said that as her condition deteriorated, she was admitted to a private hospital 
where medical tests confirmed rape. Talking about the woman, Tapas Dolui, General Secretary of a BJP organizational district said, and I quote, She is our supporter and used to come for our meetings. The Trinamul Congress targeted her because of that, end quote. In the case of the minor, according to her plea, on May 9th, a friend and her were returning from her grandmother's house when they were stopped by four men and dragged to a nearby jungle. The attackers allegedly shouted, and I quote, Now we will teach you a lesson for supporting the BJP. Your families should know this is the outcome of opposing our leader. End quote. The application alleged that the men took turns to rape her for more than an hour. The plea further said that the girl's friend managed to flee and led the victim's family to the spot, where they found her unconscious. The application said police were yet to arrest one of the men involved. Rajiv Hossain, a district general secretary of the Trinamul Congress, said, and I quote, There is no truth in the allegation. We have faith in the judiciary. The BJP is taking these matters to the Supreme Court because they cannot accept their defeat. End quote. In another horrific incident, a 72-year-old man, Abdul Samad Saifi, was allegedly attacked by at least two people and forced to chant Jai Shri Ram in Ghaziabad's Loni on June 5th. In a video of the incident, which was uploaded a few days ago, one can see a man hitting Saifi and trying to cut off his beard as the victim tries to evade the blows. One of the accused has been identified as Ghaziabad resident Pravesh Gujjar and he has been arrested. Saifi later described his ordeal during a Facebook Live alongside a local Samajwadi party leader. He said, and I quote, I was travelling in an auto rickshaw near the Loni border when I was abducted by the two men who sat ahead of me. They took me to a jungle area which was abandoned and began hitting me. They held me from both sides. I kept begging them to leave and I was chanting a prayer. They asked me if I was chanting Allah's name and told me to chant Jai Shri Ram repeatedly. They hit my back and kept insisting I should say Jai Shri Ram. End quote. He added that they bought a pair of scissors and cut off his beard. The men recorded the video and told him that this was what they would do with Muslims. Saifi said that the assault lasted for nearly four hours after which they let him go. Police said that the accused, Pravesh, has cases of assault and theft pending against him in the region. They said that they are looking for the other accused and trying to ascertain if they have links to any outfit. Dr. Iraj Raja, SP Rural Ghazibad said, and I quote, An FIR in connection with the incident had already been filed and one main accused has been arrested. We are questioning local residents and other steps will be taken. The elderly man has been called to the station and his detailed statement will be recorded. The exact sequence of events is being ascertained. End quote. For the second day in a row, India reported murder of a person by suspected cow vigilantes. On the night of June 13th, a 25-year-old man from Madhya Pradesh was killed and another injured when a mob stopped a truck in which they were transporting cattle in Rajasthan's Chittorgarh district. The mob assaulted both men. Additional DGP crime Ravi Prakash Meharda said the two men were transporting bovines to Madhya Pradesh. He said, and I quote, The deceased has been identified as Babu Bheel, 25, the other person who was injured has been identified as Pintu Bheel. Chitodgarh police have taken around eight people into custody and are questioning them. The accused will soon be identified and arrested. 
end quote. The police added that the victims were from Jhabua district of Madhya Pradesh and had come to Rajasthan to buy bulls for farm work. This was confirmed by the Raipura police station in Madhya Pradesh, which has jurisdiction over the village to which the two men belong. According to a preliminary investigation conducted by the police, the accused were cow vigilantes. An official said, and I quote, They continued to assault the two with sticks and other weapons for round an hour before the police arrived and they fled. End quote. Bar and Bench reported yesterday that the Chhattisgarh High Court has stayed the police investigation into a case registered against former Chief Minister Raman Singh and Bharatiya Janta Party spokesperson Sambit Patra for tweeting a document claiming it to be a toolkit or campaign material by the Congress. Justice Narendra Kumar Vyas observed in his order that the first information report against Singh and Patra were registered out of malafides and political grudge. Senior advocate Mahesh Chetmalani, representing Singh, argued that the case fell within the ambit of freedom of speech and did not affect peace and tranquility in any community. In its order, the High Court also said that Sections 504 and 505 were not made out since peace was not affected by the tweets. On May 18th, Patra and Singh had tweeted screenshots of a purported Congress document which they claimed were part of a PR exercise by the party to use the pandemic to destroy Modi's image. The Congress told the police that the purported toolkit was fake. Fact-checking website Alt News found that the document had been created on a false Congress letterhead and Twitter subsequently flagged the tweets as manipulated media. Akash Sharma, the Chhattisgarh president of the National School Union of India, which is the Congress youth wing, filed a complaint against Patra and Singh for allegedly forging the letterhead of a Congress department and printing false and fabricated content. The police registered a case on May 19th. The chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court has called for a full investigation into suspected crimes against humanity during a deadly drugs crackdown directed by the government of the Philippines, the BBC reported today. Fatou Ben Souda, who leaves office this week, opened a preliminary probe into the drugs war back in 2018. National data acknowledges more than 6,000 deaths. However, international rights groups have long warned the figure could be far higher. A spokesperson for President Rodrigo Duterte said his government would not cooperate with any ICC investigation since the Philippines was no longer a member. The controversial anti-drugs crackdown has sparked years of international condemnation, including from the United Nations. On Monday, Ben Soda said she had determined that there was reasonable basis to believe that murder had been committed, and she asked judges on the war crimes court to authorize a full investigation under her replacement. Her statement said the available information indicated that members of the country's police and others acting alongside them had unlawfully killed between several thousand and tens of thousands of civilians during the period she looked at between July 2016 and March 2019. She added that the court has authorization to look at alleged crimes during the time the country was a party to the ICC, before Mr. Duterte's withdrawal took effect. Amnesty International described the investigation as a landmark step, which could provide a moment of hope for thousands of families grieving loved ones in the country. That's all the news we have for you today. 
Stay safe and hold on during these trying times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.